and we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Man Games Monday with Austin Wolf and Dustin Wolf, the president of Novus. Hey, everyone. All right. So today we're going to be working. We're going to be talking about transformational workouts, workouts to transform your body the quickest. Because here's the thing: I know that we can do workouts all day long, but there are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there are certain workouts you can do that get you results even faster. Is that right? Hundred percent right. Wonderful. Okay. So um, if you don't mind me asking you, what sort of workouts have you done in the past that have seemed to get you the results the fastest? I've been working out a long time, so I can tell you I've done just about every type of workout you can think of. So, um, but to get right to the point, uh, I believe that uh, HIT or otherwise known as high intensity interval training workouts are the quickest way to getting the results that you want, assuming that you want to uh, increase your lean body mass and lose uh, body fat. And how did you discover this hit? I mean, I know you've been working out a long time. Uh, what were your other workouts like before you discovered it? There, I mean, I, I was just doing the standard bodybuilding workouts. You go in, you run on the treadmill, right? You do some chest, you do some biceps. Um, that gets mundane and boring after a while. Um, so I started experimenting, and what happened is you started to see a lot of these uh, franchise types of um, hit workouts uh, come into style, right? So Orange Theory, CrossFit, now there's F45, which is partially owned by Mark Wahlberg. Those are all varying versions of high intensity interval training because they work. Right, right. And um, do you sort of know the story behind high intensity interval training? Like how did it get discovered? How did it become popular? Well, I mean, there's been different versions, of, you know, over the last probably 40 years. I mean, you could really trace this all the way back to the military. I mean, those guys, you know, when they're when they're training, especially when you're talking about special forces like Navy SEALs and you know Rangers and and uh, and, and those guys which are really special. Um, that's all they do is high intensity interval training. So I feel like you know these spinoff uh, types of franchises you're seeing out there, although they're very effective, you know, can be traced all the way back to you know probably World War Two even. Before that, right? Like, so if the army does it, then yeah, it, it should probably work. It, it, it'll work exactly. So, I mean, it's a watered down version of it. What those guys go through, I am not at all comparing to, uh, you know, Orange Theory or CrossFit. But I'll, I will say there are some CrossFit workouts that are heavily uh, weighted uh, to military workouts. Right, right. And do you know any of the science behind any of it? Why does it work better than other workouts? Because what happens is it's, it kickstarts your, uh, your metabolic uh, rate and pushes it really uh, into the stratosphere, right? Because you're talking, you know, usually it's, uh, it's medium to heavy weight, right? A lot, and then there's a lot of body weight movements coupled with some type of cardio action. You know, for example, you know, Orange Theory, you're talking about rowing and then running and then there's some, li there's some lifting in there. Um, same thing with CrossFit, right? There's, you know, usually a, a medium to a, a heavy-weighted barbell or dumbbells coupled with, you know, running or rowing or, or jump roping and pull-ups. So uh, it, it really pushes your metabolic rate through the roof. Because right. when you combine weightlifting with some type of uh, high-intensity cardio action, it just really, you know, um, boosts the effects of what you're looking for. Right. I once heard Arnold say that... Uh... For cardio, he just lifts weights faster. faster yeah. right? that, I mean, that's a famous quote. What do you do for cardio? I lift weights faster. So that's what interval training is. Yeah. Right? 
okay, now say I'm some skinny, skinny white guy and I want to pack on muscle. Should I do HIIT workouts if I just want to pack on muscle? If you already have a really lean uh, or really lean body mass, the answer is no. Because what you're going to end up doing is if there's no fat to burn, you know, you're just going to end up chewing in your muscles. So the answer is no, right? So you're going to want to take a slower approach. You're probably going to want to, uh, believe it or not, as hard as it is to do, rest more uh, in between workout days, right, to give your body time to recoup. Um, you're, you're going to want to do heavier weights. You're going to want to eat a ton. So you, if, you're, if you're really lean and you're looking to put on body mass, the answer is don't do HIIT workouts. Okay, gotcha. If you're lean and you want to stay lean, then absolutely. Right, but if I really want to pack on weight, someone like me should... Um do lean more towards you know heavy lifting. Heavy lifting, safe but heavy lifting, mm -hmm. and eating the right foods and a lot of them. Right. And at what point should someone should people do a mixture of heavy lifting and hit? At what point, uh, you know, according to their weight, should they mix it up or should they only do hit? Everyone's a little different, you know, and their bodies are different too. So I'm not saying you should jump right into hit workouts too if you've never, you know worked out before you got to ease into this kind of stuff right but if you're already you know an athlete and you know you have you want to lose 20 pounds jump right into hit workouts for sure so there's no right or wrong answer to what you just asked everybody's body types a little different so uh it really depends on what your goals are right right so it's so, safe to say if i wanted to get shredded i should do hit one thousand percent okay and yes. if i wanted to pack on a lot of weight, then what should I do? If I wanted to pack on pack muscle. Pack on muscle, there's uh, power lifting, right? Which is usually just basic three or four movements. Um, or there's, you know, you're going the bodybuilding route, right? So, which doesn't include a lot of cardio. Um, it's a lot of lifting and it's eating the right foods and a ton of them. Right, and um, what did you start out with? What was your sort of journey? I just wanted to get big, but you know, this was 22 years ago when I was still a young man. Uh, I just wanted to lift weights and I wanted to get big and I wanted to look like the guys on the magazines. And after a while, um, I did. And I started to put on a lot of size, but I was eating a ton of food every single day. I was, that's where I learned to meal prep. Um, and I did, I put on probably 40 pounds over the course of two or three years, which is a lot, yeah. But I got to the point, because I don't have a real big frame, I'm not a tall guy, I got to the point to where I didn't like the way I felt or looked after a while. It looked like started to look like a bowling ball. Right. Yeah. So I started my journey to lean down and just keep and keep as much body mass as I possibly could. Right. That involved doing a mixture of lifting and any type of cardio, swimming, running up hills, stairmaster, believe it or not, treadmill, um, pushing sleds, that kind of stuff. And that's what led me kind of to where I'm at today. Right, gotcha. And um, I know you've spoken about this before, but what was sort of your origin story? Why did you start working out in the first place? I mean, you didn't always look this way, right? No. Um, the reason why I started, I started working on a couple different reasons were, one, of course, I wanted to you know, get the ladies. Uh, but two, I was always um, one of the smallest kids in my class going through high school. And... I loved the game of football and we got to a point where we were growing up to where all my friends started getting bigger and weighing more than I did, right? right? And I wasn't growing either as fast or as tall and I didn't weigh as much as they did. 
So um, that I kind of got left. No matter how much talent I had, I got kind of left behind. Yeah. They all got to play varsity football in their junior year and senior year, and, and I didn't, right? I just wasn't big enough. So, uh, or way enough. Those guys would just cream me on the field. So that's when I started to kind of play around with weightlifting, but it wasn't until right after high school that I got serious about it. Right. And what, what made you get serious about it? Like, what was, what was, you know, everyone has that moment of, okay, now I'm going to make a change. Okay. What, what was the moment for you? Um, couple different things. Uh, first and foremost, um, a friend of mine, well, he was a friend, an old friend, uh, we were at a party and it was a, you know, kind of a, it was a summer pool party and all, you know, I ran their shirts off and they were jumping in the pool. And this guy walked up to me and he said I wasn't big enough to have my shirt off. So the very next day I went down and signed up for my first gym membership. Did you know what you were doing? Did you no, know? I had no idea what I was doing. So what I did was I just showed up. And that's the thing, you have to just show up. So I, I mean, I, I, bought, I started buying books and reading everything I could about, uh, about lifting weights and bodybuilding you know, safely. And then of course, what were, you know, what were the shortcuts? You know, what were the, the big guys in the gym doing? So I just started like watching them and asking them questions. And most, most guys are pretty cool. So I started watching them, asking them questions. I never had a personal trainer. I was just, I, 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 I walked up to every single guy in the gym that you know looked like they knew what they were doing and asked them, what do you eat? How do you train? When do you train? After work? Before work? Like, do you train on the weekends? Do you train at night? So I started kind of building my own uh, routine based off of that. Right. Right. And let's say someone um, wants to get uh, started working out, mm -hmm. and this is the very first step of their journey. What should they? What do you recommend for someone who's just starting their journey? You know, they maybe they've worked out before uh, every now and then, but now they've gotten serious about it. What do you recommend to them? Well, the first thing is what, what puts a little. You got to put yourself into a, a little bit of a pressure situation, and I would go out and buy a gym membership, right? Mm -hmm. um, and not just any gym membership. Try to buy one that is a little beyond what you're comfortable spending. And I'll say why is because. That's going to make sure that you yeah, at least show up or yeah. you should show up, right? Um, secondly is just show up, right? If once you get there, the rest is easy, right? But it's actually getting there, whether it's after work because you're tired or it's in the morning because you don't want to go. Like, I get that. But, you know, everybody knows if you can just get into the gym, magical things start happening. Yeah, it's a great thing that you say that. Um, I knew a girl... Uh, a woman, I think in her 40s, and she, you know, always tried to work out, never really ended up sticking to it. But she finally bought a membership to Equinox. Yeah, those things aren't cheap. That for her, it was 200 bucks a month. That's a lot of money, which is four times what I pay for a gym membership. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the thing was, she was working out every single day. Uh -huh. I remember she came up to me. She's like, "Austin, I'm working out like every day now." She had this like look in her eyes, you know. And she was like so full of energy too. Now uh -huh. she was actually working out, but she was, she literally like. Put up the money. She's like, okay, I'm gonna pay 200 bucks a month because it's gonna kick me yeah. in the butt to get there. To make get sure there. I'm not throwing See? this money down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's called habit forming. <laughs> so it's just good. Yeah, right. So just like I said, you know, do something out of your comfort zone. But the bottom line is, you have to get to the gym, right? Even if you can't afford a gym membership, get outside, go run up a mountain, like do push-ups, do sit-ups. Those are free. You know, there's always a way. Yeah, so. right. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. How much does testosterone play a role in this? In getting motivated? In uh, transforming your body with 
workouts. Does, if you have low T, does it matter? Uh, does HIIT workouts naturally raise your T? Does t I guess I'm sort of asking what role does testosterone play when it comes to sculpting your body? It has, a lot, it has a lot to do with it, right? Because the testosterone, the higher your testosterone levels are, um, the more uh, lean muscle mass you're going to develop, right? And the lower your testosterone, um, you're uh, gonna lose lean muscle mass, right? So you could do high intensity interval training, which will uh, naturally uh, start to increase your body's own production of testosterone, but it, it won't raise it to the levels of what a testosterone uh, supplementation program can do. Right, right. And um, if someone works out, if someone does hit and they started at 20, and they start to age, but they're working out like crazy, you know, getting all jacked and stuff. Mm -hmm. Their testosterone levels are still going to decline no matter how hard they work out. Oh yeah, right? without a doubt. It, it happens to everybody. It doesn't matter how hard you work out. Like, you, you can actually just Google, you know, testosterone charts and you can see, even guys that are athletic and fit, after 30, you start to see this. Right, it starts to decline like this, and then after 40, it just falls off the shelf. Right, right. Uh, Have you, did you experience this? Same, yes, of course, we all do. Right, right. Yeah. Do, do you remember the year it was, or how old you were when you first started to experience a decline? Uh, I was about 35 or 36. Yeah. Yeah, eight, seven or eight years ago. How did it feel like, what was, what, did, what sort of symptoms? symptoms? Yeah. yeah, so you start to lose energy, um, you might not sleep as well. Uh, it becomes harder and harder to put on lean body mass no matter how much you go to the gym or how much you eat. Um, mental fogginess. Um, it, you get indecisive. You can start like losing your ability to make quick decisions. Yeah. Right? So these are all signs of low testosterone. Right. And when you first noticed this, did you do anything about it? Or were you just like, ah, oh, it's just age, whatever? Yeah, I didn't know. For the first few years, I didn't do anything about it. Right, so I started to just put it off as, you know, I'm just getting older, it's part of the natural aging process. Yeah. You know, so, but I just got to a point to where I didn't feel anywhere near like I used to feel, so I did something about it. Yeah, do you remember the moment when you're like, okay, this is too much, this isn't how life should be or how I want it to be? What, what was the deciding factor for you to go out? Well, it, this is, you know, this isn't like going to in and out, right? You don't just wake up one day and be like, you know, I'm gonna do something about my hormone levels. You know, this is, <laughs> is this is usually it's usually a gradual process where you start. It's kind of like buying a house, right? You go, you start looking around. You know, it might be a few months before you know you actually you know get in contact with a realtor. It could be a year before you even buy a house. So it's it's a it's a more thought out process. Yeah. You know, than just waking up one day and I'm gonna do something about it. So, um, it, but you know, you can't get to the point where you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right, and what was your sort of process like? Did you like read blogs every now and then? Did yeah, you start research. Of course, you start Googling, of course everybody does. Start uh, reading blogs, talking to your friends, you know, uh, things like that. Right, you know? right. And just how the process starts are watching a video like this. Right, and I'm sure, just like videos like this, there's a lot of information out there that people can find, and I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation as well. Yeah, of course. What do you recommend to people who are trying to learn more, and they just want to know more, what can we say to the viewer, you guys, what can we say to them uh, about how to find the best source of information, how to not be led astray? Um, I mean, what you're gonna to wanna to do is 
if it were me, I'd get into contact with an actual hormone specialist. Right. Right. Because um, I'm a you know big believer in that. You know, somebody, a provider who's actually trained uh, in anti-aging, somebody who has you know a ton of experience uh, balancing hormones, explaining hormones, consulting you on hormones and how they work. Right. What are the short-term effects? What are the long-term effects? Those types of things. What types of hormones? So, and it goes a lot more in depth than just seeing a general practitioner because most general practitioners aren't specifically trained. Right, I was gonna say, can't I just go see my doctor? Uh, you can, uh, but I can almost guarantee you what they're gonna say is they're gonna open up your labs and they're gonna look at it and they're gonna say, oh, everything's fine, you're within range. And there's a couple of reasons why they do that. One, because the lab companies, the national lab companies tell them to, it says right there. Um, two, they, they probably aren't comfortable uh, I'm 99% sure they're not comfortable even putting you on some type of hormone supplementation program because they're not properly trained on how to do that. Right, right. They're trained in general medicine. medicine. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sort of jack of all trades, master of all trades. master of none, exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah, so, they're good at what they do, but when it comes to being very, very specific about something, that's when they refer to whatever, a cardiologist. Right, or an, a, expert in an, an expert in their field. Right, right. And so for guys who want to have more testosterone, if they're starting to feel the symptoms of it, which is low energy. Low energy, low libido, you know, uh, not getting good sleep, even night sweats. Like guys can go through what they call manopause, uh, which is, you know, waking up just soaking wet, just like uh, women can when they're going through menopause. What about extra fat? Do people develop a bit more love handles? Yeah, Even love. if they're taking the same... You know, sleeping the same, working out the same. Love handles, belly fat, those are some of the, of the physical signs. Right. Right? Right. So, so if any guy's experiencing any sort of thing like this, you recommend they go see a hormone expert? Hormone expert. Got it. Okay. It. Um, as far as hormones go and testosterone, I know that um, in the past there's been a lot of controversy surrounding it. You know, I know that there were a lot of studies saying, oh, it causes cancer or something like that. Sure. What do you have to say about that? So uh, the reason why you might find some conflicting uh, things out there on the, on the internet is because um, doctors used to only prescribe synthetic hormones, right? Which are bad. They're made in laboratories with uh, uh, materials that shouldn't be going into your body. Um, and recently, just in the last probably five to seven years, um, we've made all these leaves and advances in science to be able to mimic your body's own hormones based on plants. So now um, the, 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 the hormone specialists who really know what they're doing, they only prescribe bioidentical hormones. And what that means is um, the molecule in those hormones is the exact molecule that your body already produces. So when that molecule is attaching to that receptor in your body, the receptor sees it as something that's natural and absorbs all of it as opposed to a synthetic molecule trying to attach to that receptor. That receptor says, this is a foreign body. It shouldn't be in, in, you know, in the body. Right. It won't absorb it. Right. So it goes right to your liver and kidneys. Right. And what was your sort of process getting this bioidentical hormones? Like, I know that you were experiencing some of the, the drawbacks of both yeah. testosterone and then you started to get hormone therapy. What was that process like? Um, it's actually not that complicated, right? So you contact somebody like us, you know, or a hormone specialist in your area, and um, they'll uh, they'll order your lab work for you. Usually, it's a full pan full blood panel, which includes all of your hormones and everything else, and uh, it takes about five to seven days to get the blood work back. And you go and you do the consultation, right? And you should come out of that consultation with uh, a deep understanding of what's happening in your body, right? 
And um, sometimes, if you are low, you know, on testosterone or some other hormone, that provider should have made recommendations on how to move forward. Right, right. And once you got your hormone therapy, how long until you experienced benefits? It usually takes about a week or two, oh, but that's wow. a relative short amount of time. Right. Right. You should give any type of program 90 days before you evaluate it. But here at Novus, most of our guys and, and, and the women that come here, uh, they start noticing differences pretty much right away within a week or two. Yeah. And what sort of benefits did you get out of doing this? Better sleep, um, increased lean muscle mass, more energy, um, the indecisiveness went away, yeah. raised libido. Um, if you had to choose one thing that was most important to you that this got for you, what was the one thing that this got for you? Then? I would say uh, just lack of energy. Yeah. That's a big one because with no energy, like nothing goes right. Yeah. Like, so it's like you don't want to do your mood, your mood, be sour. your mood, your 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 productivity at work and at home. Like, so that's a big one too. I forgot to mention this. Uh, one of the uh, symptoms of low T is depression, mm. right? Yeah. Because you're just in a bad mood all the time. Yeah. So all that goes away. Okay. Now let's just say you got someone who's maybe over thirty-five and they're thinking about completely transforming their body. They want to transform it. Maybe they haven't worked out before, maybe they have. Um, I'm sort of making notes on what you've been saying. And it looks like step one is to go work out. Is, is that what you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the most basic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But even before that or alongside of that is your diet. Okay, so that's, that's, that's even one. before that. Yeah. Step zero, that's diet. That's the most important thing, I think. Right. Yeah. So diet is 70% you know, of, of that entire process. Right. right. And what, what would you recommend? Well, everybody's different. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Everybody's body type's different. But what, is this what, what I would recommend is staying away from junk food, soda, sugar, all those things. I'm not saying stop eating that. You know, one day a week you can have like a cheat meal or yeah. a cheat day. But for the most part, you know what you're eating and what you should and shouldn't be eating. Right. Yeah. Is this is just as common sense here, guys? Is diet something a hormone expert can work with? A hundred percent. And in fact, you're evaluating your diet is something that the hormone expert should be working with. Right. What if what if what if I'm already working with a nutritionist, and I go see the hormone expert, and the hormone expert says, "Stop eating soy. You're raising your estrogen levels." Mm -hmm. What? Who should I listen to? I would listen to the hormone specialist. <laughs> me. Yeah. That's just me though. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So step one, diet. Step two, workout. Step three. Hormone evaluation. Go get your hormone evaluation. Yeah, get it checked. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then hopefully a hormone expert would be able to hold your hand and take you through the process of transforming your body from start to finish. If they're good, they will be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, how does someone find a uh, good hormone expert? Good old Google. Um, <laughs> Do no, you recommend Yelp? Yelp? Yeah, you should actually check Yelp when you're when you're when you're looking on Google and for people in, in your local area, um, look at their Yelp pages. Like, look at, look and see what types of reviews they have. That's a big one. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people use Yelp for like you know other service related industries like you know food, dry cleaning, you know contracting, all that stuff. But look at, go look at their Yelp pages. Yeah. You know, too. Anywhere else? Google, maybe uh, yeah. friends or family. You know. Cool. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, that was it for today. For Man Gains, we were going over some transformation secrets, how to sculpt your body the way you want it. We went over a diet workout and getting your hormones evaluated. Any yeah. last words? No, that's it, man. Awesome. All right. All right, guys. That was Man Gains Monday. See you guys. Take care.